0: So by now, I'm sure all of you have seen the report shows Aikido in Severe Decline, posted by Black Belt Magazine. Today, we're going to talk about it. we got a lot to talk about. I'll see you after the intro. Hello and welcome to the All Things Aikido podcast. I'm your host, Skip Chapman, and join me each week as we discuss challenges and possible solutions for the martial art of Aikido, both on the mat and off the mat. What's up everybody, wanted to get one more episode in before the end of the year, and I'm hoping to have a, a much more regular schedule going into next year. So in this episode, I wanted to finish the year talking about this latest kind of uh, post that's all over the internet. Every time I go on, I seem to be seeing someone talking about Black Belt Magazine, how they're basically reposting. Aikido Journal's metrics from last year on how Aikido's in a decline. The membership is not as it was and all that kind of circulating around on the web. So unless you're living under a rock, you probably already know about it. So I will start this episode by saying that if you think that Aikido should not grow, if you think that you want one or two students that last as long as kind of your time on this planet, those teachings to those two people and then that's it nothing to continue after you if you feel like aikido when it was more popular was a problem then you probably don't want to listen i'm definitely going to be discussing just my opinion no solutions no answers i I do not claim to have any answers to any of this this is simply my opinion on all the comments that i'm seeing online right now all right so this would be the time to turn this off if you feel like you do not want IQ to be popular in any sense of the word, you don't want it to last very long, and you're very content having one or two students and you feel like all dojos should not have a physical lo- t- location and they should all just be kind of uh, two students in a park and that's it. All right, morning's over. So it's, it's very eye-opening to me to see so many comments, hundreds and hundreds of comments in different forums and just you know i understand trolls have to troll right we we all kind of know that there's plenty of people out there they just want to troll and that's fine i i get it like totally get it some people want to poke and and prod to try and get reactions and it works you know It, it gets a lot of people upset and then they engage and then a discussion becomes an argument and you know, it's it's not fun to watch, to be quite honest. I don't like watching anybody argue or, or really kind of too much conflict. I, I don't think any of us really do, or most of us don't, which is probably why we practice the art. But I have to say some of what I've read online is it's like, it's troubling. It's a little disturbing to me. Um, you know, I mean, people, some people are blatantly coming out and saying, good, I'm glad Aikido not doing well. and And others are saying, well, you know, shouldn't have been in dojos should have been in parks shouldn't shouldn't have had physical locations nobody should ever collect money and 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 i get it and look this is again my opinion all right i've had a dojo for 22 years and prior to that i spent two years before that being partners in another dojo so you know more than half my lifetime i've been and some level, either teaching or been involved with an ownership or managing a dojo or, or, or something, right? So what I, w- I just want to start by saying, hopefully nobody is surprised by these metrics, all right? And the great thing is, you know, all that data was collected and some people are questioning the data. Well, that's not true. And, you know, one comment I, I read was, I've had the same five students for the past 10, 15 years, so I don't feel like Anything has changed, everything's fine. Okay, so that's great that your retention is like that, but if those are all you have, then obviously it's not growing, it's kind of proving the point. The simple way for you guys to, on your own, see if any of this is true, is do like what was suggested by Aikido Journal. Look at Google Google Trends. Go into Google Trends, punch up the word Aikido, and just watch what the metrics look like. How often are people searching the word Aikido? right it's very apparent okay i think we can all agree that we're kind of aging out we're getting more older people less younger people um tons of people talking about having discussions in different forms how do we get younger people um what's the problem and then kind of like shifting blame well it's this you know blaming movies blaming uh people that have uh, charged for classes which is crazy to me blaming um styles blaming effectiveness it's not going to help in my opinion not one bit and in fact from the people i've ever talked to that do other arts and and again do your own you know case study on this is one thing that i've heard repetitively from other people is people have never practiced aikido is that they respect the art they they've you know maybe even been interested in training at some point or another but something that comes up often is I, I notice you guys just seem to argue all the time and fight all the time. You guys can't get along. You you claim to be the art of peace, but you guys are always fighting. When I when I look at the the arguments going on in these groups, it's like, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to to debate that point. And I understand that this is uh can get very heated and people are very passionate about it. And when you get passionate, discussions get heated, and they could turn into arguments. But sometimes man, it just goes off the rails. And it's kind of like, I just want to turn away and say, Oh, not good for anybody, right? So obviously, people do whatever they want. But I certainly am not one to engage in an argument online. I I think nobody wins in that you may have the best point in the world. But as soon as it becomes a little bit nasty, not so respectful, it shifts from a discussion, to an argument and I think it makes everybody look bad Um, just my two cents I again don't have I have no answers here but I do have questions questions I'd like to put out there to anybody maybe the two people that listen to this podcast and maybe the few people that have similar mindsets Um, you know some of the comments I read were, you know, I've been teaching in a park for years. People shouldn't have a location. You know, that's part of the problem. Nobody should be charging. I do it for free. It should be free. And that's fine. I 100% respect that. If you're, you know, teaching in your garage in a park or whatever, you know, I 100% respect that. But to say everyone should be in a park, okay? I live in New Jersey in the States, right? So it's it gets cold here. I'm not going to be able to get people to come take falls out in a park it's just not going to happen also there's people that live in very hot climates you're not going to be able in the middle of summer just take people out to a park now we've seen this happen during covid we've seen a lot of us forced to be outside and in on a small level it's worked our die hard committed students have been like look i'll do whatever it takes to train which is phenomenal but the average beginner that's going to walk in our dojo or walk in our class group your ymca wherever you are is not going to be as inclined to go through that kind of torture right to be out there in 110 degrees learning how to take a hard fall on grass okay Um, we could probably provide a better environment now if that's all you have great that's a great place to start and maybe you can build from there to a point where you can afford mats and maybe afford uh sun cover or uh or get into a community center or share a space with somebody or whatever it's irrelevant what you do with it if you're teaching i have 100 percent respect because i feel like the instructors are the front line of how we can rebuild and try to keep people training and try to maintain some kind of uh future for this art right is the instructors obviously students are even more important in a lot of different ways, but the instructors are the ones with how we present this material, what kind of plans we've come up with, how is that going to keep this going, okay? So 100% respect for whatever format you find yourself in, and I hope that that changes for you for the better. So to just simplify and say, people shouldn't have physical locations, work out outside, I mean, in New Jersey, you need a permit to go to a park. Like, and then I would have to pay up for a permit. And that permit, I would have to keep renewing over and over and over. So basically, I'm paying to use that property. So it's easy to oversimplify things, but I don't know that there are solutions, okay? I think we should just respect wherever people are, whatever they're doing, whether it's a physical location or outside or shared space or whatever, let's just agree that if you're teaching, it's a good thing, okay? We're spreading the art. We don't have to agree on the techniques, we don't have to agree on the style, we don't have to agree on any of that, but we should agree that if someone is making an effort to teach people, it's a good thing. Next, one of my all-time favorite arguments that I've heard and I'm seeing over and over is we need more young people, we need more young people. I could not agree more. But it goes hand in hand, again, with a question, not an answer, is if we need younger people, maybe we should be focusing on people, on children and not just on 20 year olds, okay? A lot of ways, whether it's other martial arts, whether you look at BJJ or Taekwondo in the States, or if you're just looking at soccer or football or baseball or, or anything, they have a reason why they start young, okay? children start these activities young because they create habits. As they grow up, if they really love the, whatever activity it is, then they maintain, they stay, and then they eventually age up into an adult program, maybe go away to college, but now they have that in them where they might seek out a dojo somewhere else or seek out that activity somewhere else, or maybe they'll find their way back to you. But creating children's programs is one of the ways that we can do this. And I know there's tons of dojos that will not touch children's programs, or they say, I have one, I have one or two a week. I don't wanna teach kids. I have no interest in teaching kids. Hey, I was that person. I could tell you <laughs> when I started training, the last thing I wanted to do was teach kids ever. Like it was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, not doing it. And then once having my own dojo and realizing There was, first of all, a lot of parents that were training with me were asking for children's programs. And then the second thing was for my dojo to continue and not close, I needed to figure out how to get more people in. And the way was to get children in. By getting children in and developing a solid children's curriculum where I felt like children were actually learning What I wanted them to learn to age up into an adult program eventually, then I started getting parents in and then I started getting siblings in and then that kind of snowballed. So, again, no, no solutions here, but asking maybe we should put more effort into learning how to teach children. Maybe we should put more effort into developing programs that keeps keep these children uh, for what's called a college program, a college program is that you start a child very young and you keep them until they go to college, and then after college, they maybe find somewhere else to do it, or they want find a, uh wind their way back to you after college, whatever. But a long-term pro, uh, program for kids is based on strong curriculum, teaching people how to teach children, um, you know, doing just best practices to try and put things in place so that you have another program in your dojo and another way to get people into your adult program, okay? Again, not a solution, just question and personal experiences, in my opinion. Um, The other thing is just best practices. You know, it's so easy to put our, our heads in the sand and just say, uh, well, that these people are quitting because of this, or these people are quitting because of technology, or these people are quitting is because of you know BJJ is more popular, or MMA is more popular, or that's more popular, and people don't want to do Aikido anymore. And okay, so here's the thing: when, whenever I've had a kid coming up in my dojo, it's never very seldom has it been because they, the parent was seeking out Aikido. Sometimes yes, if they were in the dojo and they had kids, yes. Um, But people, strangers off the street, they were just looking for martial arts. And I happen to have a kids program that taught martial arts. Now, why pick me over a, you know, different kind of a different style might have been convenience might have been I was closer. But I know before I started telling people I had that program, they were going to other schools. They were going to other people. They were going to the guy at the YMCA. They were going to uh, the the karate school up the street, which is fine. But I was kind of taking myself out of that choice where I wasn't even in it because I was only focusing on adults. When I put myself in it with a strong, solid program, something that I was proud of, something that had a lot of work went into it, and I knew that I could kind of age them up in the program, more kids came. Okay, it was that simple. Uh, Those kids, you know, I'm happy to say a lot of those young kids became teens who became eventually instructors or, you know, went away to college and then joined another dojo somewhere else, whatever. My experience with it was that a kids program is a great way to get people in the dojo at a younger age so we don't just have this older demographic. It is, for me, has always been harder to get 20-year-olds in than it is to get young children in and you know, seven, eight years old, whatever, wherever you want to start a program. But for me, my experience is always been an easier find easier thing to do, whether you keep them or not, that's all based on what you're doing with your program. Um, The other thing is just looking at, you know, I I talked about putting your head in the sand and kind of not paying not wanting to see everything, right? Um, It is so easy to blame, blame people blame situations, blame whatever. what I would say is the best way that we can help the art might be and again this is a question by asking more questions in the survey that was put out that we're all discussing that survey was surveying current students right? surveying current dojos trying to get a feel for what's going on in the art globally Um, that's great Maybe we should be asking the people that quit while they quit. Maybe there's even more data and more metrics finding out why people aren't training, not finding out who's training, but finding out all those people we've lost over the years. That's easy to do with things like exit surveys, um, how you handle when somebody quits, just having discussions, having an easy way for someone to just give you feedback and say, hey, this was great, but, um, it didn't do this for me or I left because of X or I left because of Y or I wasn't getting this from the program or I thought it was this and it wound up being this. That information for me has been priceless over the years. That has helped me figure out, you know, maybe I had an instructor issue and never knew about it, which has totally been the case. Um, maybe I had issues with what I was teaching. Maybe I had issues with the way I was teaching. Maybe uh, there was somebody in class on the mat that was scaring people away. I mean, we've all been there. Uh, Maybe the techniques were too advanced. Maybe I needed more of a beginner class and then an advanced class or something like that. I don't know. Again, like I'm just telling you my experiences and what I think. But collecting data from people that quit your dojo or quit your club, whatever, is so, so important is finding out why people are leaving so we can make changes if you want to make changes and try to not get those people back most most of the time they might be gone they might come back who knows majority will not but if we have that information we can kind of course correct and see going from there what we can change all right and this is something you could do right now i mean If you have any kind of database at all you could literally send out a survey to everyone that's ever trained in your dojo or in your club and just say hey you know these have been trying times for me for the dojo um you know as we come out of this i'm looking for ways to grow, you know, and make sure that this this dojo is here for many, many years to come. Is there any way I could ask you to fill out this simple survey for me completely anonymous, you could go on SurveyMonkey monkey and, and have a survey drafted up and have the feedback that would be priceless to help every single dojo every instructor figure out where they can change if they want to change. And that's a whole nother discussion. Do you want to change? You know, a lot of people don't change is hard. Uh, change is incredibly hard. But without change, I don't know where we go from here. We, we know what the problem is. We, we know that there's a decline. We know less people are training. Now we throw a pandemic on top of it. Um, already a weakened structure has become much, much weaker. I mean, I think we all know of some people who either their dojos have closed or or they're getting ready to close, or they were teaching a small group at a community center, that community center isn't open right now, or the restrictions have kept people from training, whatever. Um, If none of those things apply to you, great, that's awesome. But the majority of people are struggling in some way right now. So how do we come out of this? How do we restart? How do we reset? If we do nothing, then I'm fearful what's gonna happen 10, 20 years down the road. I think now is a great time to start pooling resources, getting the right people together, not to argue and fight, but to swap ideas, share resources, share experiences, and if nothing else, just lean on each other and help each other out when they need it, regardless of whether that person you like their arreem or not. More importantly, are they a good person? Are they an instructor? And do they also want to see the art grow? Because when it comes down to it, that's what we should all be doing, in my opinion. Okay? Um, I know a lot of people spend a lot of time arguing about techniques and teachers and lineage. And man, like we've done that for a long time. Maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to start writing the ship, course correcting. If we look at Aikido on this huge kind of macro level, kind of like a sky view, you know, it's not looking very healthy right now. And that does not change on that big view. It changes on a micro level. It changes with that instructor to student relationship. It changes with how you get more students. It changes on how you deal with people when they leave. All that is how we make this global change. Is It's the way it's always been. Instructor to student, right? And you could have the best relationship with the best 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 people, 100 people, I don't care. But if you're not getting more people in, then the art's dying. And it might be be easy to just say, "Well, I I like what we have. I like my group. We don't need to grow." Well, I think you know, if you look at like Blockbuster video from back in the day, like some people just love VHS tapes. But now it's really hard to find them. And there's not too many video stores in town, and it's gonna get harder and harder to kind of scratch that itch when there's no place to get it. And that's what's happening with Aikido. It's getting harder and harder to find those dojos and it's harder to find those instructors if there's nobody to teach. So it might be a great time to maintain, and again, I am not saying to change the art. You teach whatever you wanna teach. You have to figure out what's important to you and what your art, how it represents you, and how you wanna convey that to your students. And if you're like, hey, I got my one student, don't want anybody else, you probably should've stopped listening a long time ago. But if you're thinking, hey, how do I get out of this? How do I help on a very micro level, grow the art by trying to get more students? And it might not happen until after restrictions are raised and the pandemic's over, you know, very well (laughs) might not for most of us, but now's the time to start making those plans. Now's the time to start coming up with some best practices, how we do that. Now's the time is maybe for some self-reflection of what we've been doing up to this point, what has been working, what hasn't been working. Maybe start asking people that aren't with you anymore. What did you like? What didn't you like? What would you change? That's a hard thing for an instructor to do is to ask a student that, but those those kind of changes of how we do things could have monumental changes for the art and can really change these discussions very quickly if we take the energy that we're putting into blaming and arguing we put that into improving changing okay um of course we want younger people in the art that's how it lives that's how it continues um whether you you take payment the other person doesn't who cares but don't don't disrespect the person that's taking payment it's all fine you know it, that's personal preference if someone's spreading the art they're spreading the art who cares like spend less time getting wrapped up in that spend more time figuring out what can what is missing and what can we do differently going forward from here because if we do the same thing then I think we know where this is headed it has to change it just has to so, There's probably a lot more I could say, but probably shouldn't say. So I'm going to end it there because I want uh, people to actually listen to this. And I am more than open to your feedback, not arguments, but feedback from anybody um, of how you feel about what I had to say today. And you know, if you agree with me great, if you don't, that's fine, too. And I understand that a lot of what I have to say is not popular. And it might not be something that you feel is the right way. And that is 100% Okay, I respect you and I respect your opinion. And I just ask that you do the same for me. So Happy New Year to every single one of you. Um, I'm hoping 2021 is a much better year. And I'm also hoping that our community can continue to come together during hard times and, and make some serious changes just not just for ourselves, but for the entire art and for all those people that are missing out by not training. And if we really believe that what we're doing can help people, I think personally that we have a personal responsibility to figure out how to get it in front of them. Now, if you don't think what you're doing is helpful, then you probably shouldn't be getting it out in front of people at all. Right. And I think it's that simple. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening and hope to talk to you all very soon.